My name is Alexa Fredericks. My name is Casey Martin. I'm Sawyer Salgado. And our topic today is going to be as our society advances, television movies advance and change with it. So the first main idea we're going to talk about is how many shows and movies today have been seen as more mature and for an older audience, yet they're still marketed to like a younger audience. And I first began to see this with the movie It. It came out in... I think it was 2018. 2018, yeah. And it was based off the book by Stephen King, It, and it had a lot of child actors in it, like Jack D. Grazer and Finn Wolfhard. Because there were many child actors, you would think that it would be rated like PG-13 maybe, and it was rated R, and mostly for like horror scenes and everything, but the kids were very vulgar. I don't know if that was just me, but... The children, just the way that they spoke. I know, but they also had like big ideas too, the way they like talked, but it was very like... Really, it would be cursing. There was like a, a lot, lot of innuendos too. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's a joke, but like Finn Wolfhard kept on saying like your mom jokes. No, and then so <laughs> the thing is, it's like they are kids, but the way that you're portraying this movie is like it's a horror movie, and like you're having like some comedic relief. But I don't think that like those kids the, that age should be like using so many curse words. I know yeah. when I saw it, I was like they're cursing like every other sentence, and I was yeah. like mm-hmm. that's way different from like movies I would watch when I was little. And I don't know any kids that young who were act like that. The way that they were portrayed to be young children, I mean, that's not setting, I don't want to say setting a bad example, because, I mean, there's no example to be set in a horror film like it, but it's just not realistic, and we don't want kids to think that that's how they're supposed to act. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, like, do you think, um... It's, like, representative of our culture today. I hope not. (laughs) I feel like it was definitely, like, made by older people, like, their interpretations of teenagers. Like, it was, like, them speaking through teenagers. Like, Mm -hmm. it was weird. Yeah, like what they like, think of consider teenagers. the movie be put in a perspective where there were kids, but they weren't the actual, you know, narrators of the plot. Like, if it was, like, adults, like, the parents or something, like, how would that change? I feel like even if it would be, like, an older, like, older actors, they wouldn't be cursing as much, do you think? I don't know. I just don't think, like, the way they did it, like, they were really good in the way that they were acting, but they were just, like, spitting these cursors out. Because how um. old were they portrayed to be, like, young? really like middle school i think that's so young i haven't seen the second one so i can't really yeah no i haven't seen the second one either the second one was really good and it was interesting the adults still didn't curse as much as the kids did see maybe they heard some comments that were made from the first movie because like i know a lot of parents were giving backlash from that movie probably because of that but it could be anything um i think that this trend is also going into like tv shows too oh yeah definitely not only just the kids acting older but just the shows in general even if they're marketed to younger kids they seem just more vulgar the idea that sex sells is very prominent in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. and we see that with new shows there's this british show sex education that's literally revolves around the son of a sex therapist so that's what the entire show is about and then big mouth i saw my brother watching it a lot and i was like Usually, you know, like, Adult Swim has, like, TV shows that are, like, cartoons, but they're more, like, adult-based. And, like, Mm -hmm. some of them are funny, some of them are, like, clever, like, dark humor. But this one was, like, just very set on, like, sexual ideas being the humor. And it's, like... And it's young kids. Exactly. And it's it's portrayed in people in middle school. Mm -hmm. That is not something I would want to watch when I was in middle school. No. I don't know. That, I think that that's for, like, an older audience, but also the network it's used in is Netflix. Netflix doesn't really have a lot of re- regulations. It's just, like, an account 
that you mm-hmm. watch things on and there's no like oh you have to have a parental code because I know on like some TV some cable like you had to have a parental code to watch yes things. we have that <laughs> do you think it works um, yeah sometimes I mean if you know the code then it doesn't matter but I know for Netflix you have the kids account so you can make the different browsers but if you're logging onto Netflix you don't have to click the kids when you can exactly. just click they don't want to get into everything like um I know Netflix you have to be 18 to sign up so when they did some research on like what streamers are actually using Netflix and watching Netflix. Um, it was like forty two percent of the streamers were Gen X, which is like thirty five to fifty four years old, with like thirty nine percent being millennials, which is eighteen to thirty four. Um, that doesn't really account for like kids, you know, because all mm-hmm. adults obviously have to sign up for it using their name and um, their they information. They have to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, is there actually any boundaries on what kids watch? And then if it's even marketed to kids. I mean, these shows look like they're supposed to be for older, mature audiences, but we see kids who are watching these shows that, I mean, I watch some shows and I feel sort of uncomfortable. I'm like, there are kids who are younger than me who are watching these, and I don't think I could have watched this when I was younger. It's just crazy how the culture has changed, even in the last few years, from us transitioning from middle school to high school. I don't remember watching anything like this in middle school. Yeah, I remember I would watch, like, something with my parents had to be... It would be, like, an appropriate scene or, like, a curse word, and I'd be like, oh. What does that mean? What is that? Yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> like, believe I'm watching this right now. But then mm-hmm. um, I see things now, and obviously I have a much more mature mind and stuff, but I'm just thinking, like, I at this age, like, I would be okay watching this. What about the people, like, younger than me mm-hmm. watching And this? then we are used to it, too, so we don't exactly. even notice it sometimes. Younger kids watch it, and they notice it, and they pick up on it, and hopefully they don't display it out into the world. So we've been talking a lot about how um, movies and TV shows have been incorporating a lot of more like sexual um, criteria in their movies and TV shows. How do you think like what other factors are like changing the TV culture? Definitely like people being more open. Like <laughs> yeah. there are less boundaries yeah. when it comes to media. I don't like know, what's that one show? the end of the world (laughs) of the end of the world i only watched the beginning of that but it was it was young kids going they were like teenagers like yes seniors much more like radical ideas Mm -hmm. and it calls to question like society like in the show they were really just teenage revolutionaries so do you think like tv being more mature is beneficial because it opens up more conversations than an earlier age. I think it does, but there's always, like, an age for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit my three-year-old down to watch Game of Thrones with me. <laughs> oh, boy. You know? That's just, like, some some shows are really good for, like, a conversation, and they teach you so much, teach you so many. Like, they open your eyes, but there's an age for everything. You know, I don't think middle schoolers should be watching, like, Big Mouth or... The, even the it movie I was good. I with you on that. Really? Because, mm-hmm. like, when you think about it, middle school, like, is the year where you're learning, like, everything. Like, yeah. you're, like, exposed to, like, different things. So, like, a humorous approach to that and, like, the changes that you're going mm-hmm. through is kind of helpful. But, like, watching it with your parents, I know it's going to be awkward, but it might be, like, more open to conversation. Yeah. Like, a, like... A, li- mm-hmm. a light-hearted conversation instead of, like, yeah. 13 mm-hmm. Reasons Why or oh yeah. Euphoria in, like, high school. like I feel like maybe the older, like, middle school, like, eighth grade, but, yeah. like, I just think that there's some things in that show. It's, like, portrayed as, like, an educational show, but, like, some of the themes they have in there is, like, dark humor. Yeah. That, like, mm-hmm. 
as a fifth grader, like, my little brother's in seventh, and I would not let him watch that. Yeah. That's just, like, yeah. from experience. Like, it's just a lot of, there's, like, gonna... strong themes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. obviously the theme of, like, puberty is present in that age, and, like, everyone becomes more curious. Everyone wants to know. Yeah. Everyone, everyone wants to do that. But I think there's, like, other methods. Because they have to distinguish between what's for film and what's real, and they shouldn't pick up on things that they watch and shows that they think is, you know, cool. That's how people act. That's just me acting more mature to seem cooler, to fit in with people who are older than me. And that's not actually what people are doing, what people are like. Another point on this is, do you think that CGI just becoming more gruesome is changing this culture of TV shows a little bit more? I feel that some movies and TV shows have always been gruesome. Like, mm-hmm. even the ones with more, like, action. Like, I would usually not watch those because I didn't really like watching a lot of blood and gore on my TV. Like, on my TV or what I was watching. But I think that that's something that's just been cons- consistent. I think there's actually less of that. Because a lot of games, like, aren't doing, like, bloody things. Like, like I know, like, Call of Duty would always have, like, guns and blood. And this is, like, another example. Like, Fortnite doesn't even have blood. Yeah, you like defeat the opponent, but there's no blood. I feel like that's almost like taking, like reducing the exposure to like gore and stuff like that. And yeah. Well, we see it, and well, obviously, Game of Thrones isn't marketed mm-hmm. toward children, but that is very gruesome. American Horror Story can be very gruesome, and even Stranger Things with the young children in it, it's very Season gruesome. Three. Season Good three Lord. is very, <laughs> very gruesome. But just the CGI effects, do you think it takes a toll on children? Because I might be scared. I might have nightmares after watching that if oh, I yeah. watched that as a young kid. Because it looks That's real. That's thing. Oh, yeah. I know, for sure. Like, for some horror movies, too, though, I would not watch some of those because I would literally have trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, an age for everything. Like, some of them, like, some movies would be, like, R, but, like, would they actually be rated R? And then some movies, like, rated R, and you're, like, yeah, no, literally, this, like, is R. this is R. <laughs> this is R. <laughs> Where yeah. are my parents? <laughs> what is, do you know what Game of Thrones rating is? It's, uh... It's like mature because it does have nudity as well, and nudity is another topic. Mm -hmm. But the way that they portray, I think Game of Thrones is a really good representation of like the today's like media that they're trying to go towards because it's it has a lot of themes of like nudity, like sexual things, like violence, but it's it does it in a way that's like telling a story mm-hmm. and we'll see it's almost like it's, it fits in the time period it exactly. just fits what's happening with the events in the show it's not just for i don't want to say viewing pleasure but it's just for, as part of the show it's not to get exactly you know, cloud it's not to become like more popular like exactly oh no like, aren't they do a good job of not like sexualizing the show mm-hmm. like the show there's so much more to that show than like nudity you know, there's so much more. Even, like, some scenes, like, represent a story. Um, and I think that's, like, really important. So, like, it's not like you ha- you can, like, take that out of a show completely or a movie because it adds, mm-hmm. like, an element to it. Um, I think we can even find, you know, the examples of how TV shows use, like, sex cells to get more viewers in even older shows. So, Boy Meets World, that's all about... <laughs> Isn't that a Disney sh- No, that was yeah, a Disney I, Channel Wasn't a Disney Channel Disney show? Girl Meets World, wasn't it? Girl Meets World was Disney Channel. Okay, what was... I don't know if Boy Meets World was Disney Channel. But Boy Meets World is all about high school dating. Even that 70s show, that 70s show, the character Fez, he's literally the epitome... Yeah. 
of it was on, is ABC. on ABC. Right. It was a family. Not thing. Disney. But still, it was like a young teenage show. Oh, yes. But it's all about dating and relationships and all the things that go with it. And then that 70s show is like that, but even worse. Really? Mm-hmm. Never I feel like a show. lot of shows also, like, romanticize oh, yes. the whole plot. The whole plot, like, some movies, like, Hidden Figures, mm-hmm. that movie is literally a scientific exploration. Like, all this stuff that's so, like, present to so important to our culture today and like some shows and some movies are literally just focused on like romanticizing like relationships that probably will never even happen these ideas that like are stuck in like kids brains that this is how love is and this is how it's gonna go but it's entertaining exactly (laughs) i would love to talk about the bachelorette because like that is just so like so fascinating because why would you want to date like 32 different men and then never like actually like marry <laughs> why do you person? think like it's why are you so like what draws viewers to the bachelor what do you think it's just drama like mm-hmm. i've seen like a few episodes with my sister and it's mostly just like editing it at the end so you can get you can watch the other one because it looks interesting exactly it's like love island too exactly all these dating shows like they are just profiting off of human emotions like manipulation of human emotions like that's literally it while there's people who painstakingly create and write tv shows and movies and doesn't get as much feedback mm-hmm. i thought that's so interesting because it's really sex sells mm-hmm. yeah and even in love island i remember watching that show like i it drew me to it because of the drama too oh, yeah. but they would show everything they would like they had this room and they were like Oh, if the couple wins it tonight, they get to sh- spend the night in the room. And it's just this room. It's like a closed room. But, like, it has cameras in it. Cameras in the bathrooms. Cameras everywhere in Love Island. It's just it's supposed to be seen as just some naked thing and you're watching every single aspect of the relationship and you're saying, oh, my gosh, this is how I yeah. want to have it. I want mine to prosper like that. I want this to happen to me. So you're pretty much in it. You're invested in it. You saw it from the beginning. You're going to see it to the end. You're going to see all the fights. You're going to see every little argument and dispute mm-hmm. between every single person there. And it's not reality at all. Of they say it's reality not. TV. And half of those people, more than half, don't stay in their pair or couple past that show. I don't know. That's another way I think producers like manipulate people just to get viewers and just get money so that is like a wrong turn that i think media is taking because we see a lot more mm-hmm. shows that, like than there were before like there's different love islands for different countries there's the bachelorette there's tv dating shows right and it makes you feel better about yourself because like at least exactly. my life isn't like that you know exactly why we watch like re- reality tv like, or i wish my life was like I, yeah <laughs> one or the it's, other it's like a false sense of reality yeah. but it motivates some people to an extent you could say that it's positive and negatives um for the appropriate audience focusing <laughs> more on positives of media today i think that some shows are highlighting more real problems of today's society like eating disorders and drugs and mental health i thought some shows that are like recent too um like 13 reasons why on my block euphoria big little lies like those are just to name a few and i think they really like highlight issues I haven't seen I haven't seen most of these, but I have seen on my block. And as a Cuban in the world, it's like really funny seeing how other like people interpreted 
interpretate our cultures. I, I remember when I watched On My Block, I was thinking like some of the ideas that they put there, I feel like I would be thinking like, how does the audience respond to this? Yeah. Something that I think is like normal, something that I think like one of the themes was like family and how everyone in like a Hispanic family is connected. Yeah. Is connected. And like, I would be thinking like, how would a, someone of like another culture feel about this yeah. like would they be like oh it's a no- big noisy hispanic family why would i want these members <laughs> like why would i want these people in my house at all times i don't know i thought it was really like eye-opening so like i would dub it like a woke show yeah. <laughs> as i like yeah. to say it was very woke representative show. too because exactly. like, you don't see many hispanics on the big exactly. screen and a lot of hispanics like unfortunately are like sexualized in a lot of movies yeah. like you look at um fast and furious yeah. The one Latina woman that's on that show, she's, like, always in, like, a tank top and, like, tight pants. Like, why can't you have someone who's, like, strong and, like, something that I would value in, like, a strong Hispanic woman? Like, why isn't that portrayed in, like, the television? Yeah. And Orange is the New Black, the Hispanic women are the ones who are pregnant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, an issue. That's, like, that's one like of the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another thing, if that's supposed to be for humor... In a specific culture, I mean, we would understand if they have dark humor based on stereotypes, Mm -hmm. but if a young person is watching that, then they think it's true, and then they go and try and say that humor in the real world. I mean, they're just not adapted to this world. They don't understand. It's a joke. It's not true. Mm -hmm. That's why I have so many, I have an issue with The Office, because that scares me if young people are watching The Office. I actually just had a conversation with a teacher, and she was telling me that the actress who plays Angela... Her daughter is like in fifth grade or something, and she knows like the, the cast. And her daughter doesn't watch The Office, obviously, because she's in fifth grade, but her friends do. So the daughter is asking her, you know, can I please watch it? Like, come on, you're in it. My friends have seen it. I want to watch it. And she's watching it and the episode, but he had some like disease thing. And she goes, Does Brian really have that disease? And I'm like, Oh boy, this is a fat joke. You know, yeah. it just scares me. Or it should scare, like, everyone. And, of course, the office is good with calling out cultural stereotypes and presenting them in a humorous way. Mm-hmm. But the kids don't but understand. But the kids exactly. I remember I watched The Office in, like, middle school, and I watched the whole thing through, and, like, I would laugh at some things, and I'd be... I have no idea what's going on in other seasons. Yeah. Like, literally no idea. I think I watched back some episodes, like, this year, and I was like, they put this in this show? And obviously, like, mm-hmm. I know, like... like I was on. It, it was on what what streaming was NBC the channel that was on and obviously not all kids watch NBC so I was like thinking this is for an older audience but it's on Netflix so that kind of streaming like it allows anyone to see it. it allowed me to see it and so I'd be looking back like this is like some strong themes, obviously in humor. It humor. goes over a lot of oh, yeah. um, different themes. I mean, themes. it's satirical humor, mm-hmm. but you don't understand it unless you adapt to society and understand the difference between stereotypes and you know actual humor that will offend someone. <laughs> yeah, like I hadn't watched. I think I watched it in like sixth grade with my dad, and I like didn't understand any of the jokes. But like I was watching it back this year, and there was this one part where Oscar comes out oh, as boy. gay. And that whole episode, I was just laughing because, like, it was just like, making like, fun of society's mm-hmm. reactions to, like, gay people. Like, like um, so Dwight's funny. reaction to it. Yeah. It, it, it does cover a lot of, like, different reactions, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, like, a teaching element. Because, like, if someone oh, no. who doesn't understand oh, no, 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 satire no. at all... <laughs> just, like, no, 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 yeah, but if someone who watched it didn't understand satire at all, like, 
and they watch and they're like, this is like how you're supposed to react. Like that is not right at all. Yeah, like you know? specifically for that episode, you understood that they were making fun of you know society's yeah. reaction to it. But a kid who doesn't understand that it's He's like, oh, that's society, how they want me to react. It's yeah. If I react like this, if my friend came out to me as gay, then it I'd be funny, mm-hmm. and that's not funny. No, 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 no. So going back to some shows that I think represent you know today's society well i think one of them that tried to that was partly successful but actually had a bigger drawback was 13 reasons why oh yes i know that was like really controversial like even even it's in it's like actual like filming and the some scenes in that show were just like you have to be careful who's watching that yeah oh yes i understand that it was to open people's eyes and just expose people to you know the reality of what actually can happen in high school or even just in young adulthood just this reality of it and it portrayed it in a very i mean they didn't hold anything back and it was endorsed by selena gomez who obviously is an advocate for that but then we get the drawbacks you know it didn't prove to be what it was supposed to be and then you know psychologists were saying do not let your kids watch this i know academy emailed our parents oh yeah academy emailed their parents saying beware if your daughter is watching this because it has like negative drawbacks and there was um, there was a suicide spike after the show came out and then they pulled the the scene where hannah killed herself remember they pulled it Mm -hmm. after i think it was a year or something after because it was just so gruesome they just didn't want it up there anymore so they literally edited it after it was but published. a year is so long i think it was about a year you know how many like people have watched that oh yeah and like they're making year? more seasons exactly they already made a second season i think they're and i feel like you tell a story you tell a story and like you have to be careful in the way that you portray it especially for issues like this like and, suicide and one of the things that i wa- like i didn't watch it but i knew that they like it existed and my friend wanted to watch it with me, and I would. I was, like, fine with watching it with him because, like, I knew him, and he knew me, so he knew my triggers. And, like, right before I watched the show, it showed, like, all of the triggers. So it was, like, really helpful for me, and I was like, mm-hmm. this may not be the best choice for me. Yeah. yeah. Even it did do a good job of having advisory, yeah. like, mm-hmm. things and like that. And the actors really did their research. They wanted to be exactly. very respectful. But still, I mean, but it's, I, it wasn't it's an, enough. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. And I think a lot of shows, like, learn from that. Like, <laughs> what is that one saying that's, like, 13 reasons walked so Euphoria could run mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing? Because, like, they learned. But I think, like, Euphoria, for example, it did such a, different... a good mm-hmm. job the way that they portrayed their issues. Because mm-hmm. that wasn't the central thing. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't, this girl killed herself. Look what happens when you do that. Exactly. It's, this is a girl's life, and it's brought down because of drug abuse and wasn't um 13 reasons why the way they did the like series was that they started and they straight up told you what happened mm-hmm. right but then you have to you're filling in the spot you're filling in mm-hmm. the information in it's every like a episode mi- a murder mystery like, exactly oh, yes. that's li- they literally made it into a murder it's an intera- mystery an interactive murder mystery exactly yeah. and so it was a little it's, confused it's more fictional Exactly. And I feel like Euphoria, the first episode, I remember I watched it, and I just had no idea where it was going. But I kind of liked that. Like, I did, but I didn't, because it's like, you are introduced to everyone, but you just follow everyone, you know? And you just Mm -hmm. don't know what the outcome will be. But 
it did a good job of presenting the issues without straight up presenting a negative consequence oh, yeah. of the issue. Because I understand 13 Reasons Why was this is what happened, and then it goes back and fills in the gaps of this is why it happened. But Euphoria puts you in there, and it says this is her life, and just follow it, mm-hmm. and just watch her, and watch her relationships, and watch her friends, and just the impacts on everyone instead of just she, and there's some reasons why, she died, and these are the people that killed her. Uh, for those who haven't watched Euphoria, Euphoria is a show on HBO, and the primary character is Zendaya, the actress, oh, yeah. who plays Rue, who is described as a lying, drug-addicted 17-year-old. That was straight from the show, and um, that that she also like narrated the entire series, so imagine just like that scene, and just like in high school, but the characters each have like an issue that mm-hmm. they represent, you know. Some of them deal with um, abuse, some deal with drug abuse, some deal with emotional abuse, some deal with identity, some, they're all different, mm-hmm. you know, issues. But they're all like <laughs> oh. intricately weaved together and it makes just, the show's really good. If you're yeah. comfortable watching that kind of stuff with those issues, definitely check that out. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, so I haven't seen Euphoria yet, but I'm planning on doing it since they like recommended it mm-hmm. so much. And I heard that there was like a non-binary and trans characters, and since the younger audiences are watching more mature things, there's also like more representation of LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. as it's positive. Getting, yeah, it's positive representation, so it's nice. It's good that although there's you know representation in the office, there's stereotypes. Mm-hmm. If children can see, you know, this is a stereotype, but it's satirical. And then go and watch Euphoria and say, see, this is a non-binary person, but look at how they're portrayed. That's not their character. They're still a person, and being non-binary, non-binary does not define them or their problems. Um, it's really just good exposure. It's not a drawback, because mm-hmm. there are so many drawbacks with having these um, marketed to younger audiences, but for things like that, where people are... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There can be and more positive exposure. Why do you think producers are using like social media entertainment to spread these issues i'm assuming with a changing culture i feel like tv and movies have always questioned society like even Mm -hmm. in the 80s and like 90s so as we're like getting more active as a society we're also putting more of our like opinions in movies Mm -hmm. and like Movies are up for interpretations, so however you feel about it, it's like your exactly. point of view. I think a lot more, though, like, kids nowadays, th- with, like, streaming services and with being, being able to record things on TV, they sin. Their pastimes are just watching shows or mm-hmm. watching movies, so I think that's yeah. pretty, like, taking advantage of kids being bored yeah. <laughs> yes. and wanting to be entertained by something that they present more big issues in these platforms of, like, entertainment. And there are so many different outlets where people can have a voice, all these mm-hmm. social media platforms, and there are so many different ways to, you know, have an education, even just being on the internet, that people are standing up and saying, you know, we've done this for so long, we believe this for so long, we follow these traditional values and just set principles for so long, why? Mm-hmm. And people are starting to question that and just becoming a more complex and advanced culture, and not that it wasn't before, yeah. but people are just encompassing that. And really, exactly. Yeah. I think so, most Pretty producers cool. and like companies are mm-hmm. like being aware that society is changing and the younger audience is a more prominent 
um, position, like, in our world, like, they have more importance, and, like, Euphoria is, like, the first teen drama that HBO ever made. So, like, if you actually think about that, it's the oh, first, really? yeah, it's the first um, teen drama that HBO made. It targeted a younger audience than every other show, like, on the channel. Like, you know, Game of, like, Game some of the most famous ones are, like, Game of Thrones, Big like, Little Big Little Lies, Lies and, those... like, you wouldn't see a teenager like, on the front of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is the first one that's telling the story of a teenager. teenager for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of to wrap up, do you think this oh. change is going to have a positive or negative impact on society, like, to increase or decrease the issue of, like, misrepresentation of society in media? Um, I think it goes almost along the same channel as social media, that parents just have to have a hand in making sure they know what their kids are exposed to. You know, social media is obviously, you can find the wrong stuff on social media just like you can find the wrong stuff in movies and tv shows but as long as the mature guardians have seen it or watch it with them even watching it with them i mean they Mm -hmm. can understand it at a younger age as long as it's explained to them they just it's not up for their own interpretation they just need a hand it can have a very positive impact on society i think that's my interpretation Mm -hmm. of it yeah, and I think um, if you sit down, like, with your child, if you're a parent, you should, like, discern if movies are real or, like, what parts of movies are real and which mm-hmm. parts are, like, fake or for, like, dramatic emphasis to make it more entertaining. So, like, just discerning, like, oh, like, they put this in because it was more funnier for the audience or, oh, this idea might be correct. Mm-hmm. Like, you could see this in real life and you could see this on the TV screen. I think with more accessibility for younger audiences to watch these movies and tv shows there comes more like responsibility you know responsibility by parents responsibility by te- by children like for the parents you know knowing what their child is watching like i'm gonna be honest like i don't think my parents know what exactly i'm watching not that i'm watching anything bad mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. some tv shows are just there yeah you know so with accessibility to all these you need to have like a self-awareness of like what you're watching and what you're letting your kids watch um but I think it's very important to let kids see like a lot of these issues that are you know even if they don't hear about them from their parents they see it in other like ways you yeah know? Mm-hmm. like I don't think a lot of parents are talking about drug addiction at home if it's still such an issue you know children need to when know else are you going to be exposed exactly. to it and why not more that's another responsibility for the producers and directors they have to represent it in a real way or else this might be the only exposure that a person or a child or even a middle-aged teenager or adult this might be the only exposure they have to this problem or people with issues like this um so they have to represent it in a very real way all right thank you thank you for listening